I can hear me. Can you hear me? Okay, so my name's Richard. What's your name? Just yell it out. I got it. I got it. Don't worry, I got it. I got it. We're we're cool. Well, I'm pleased to meet you. Uh, Tell me, uh, put up your hands if it's uh, the first time you've ever been here to Easter Camp. Let me... um, Oh, yeah, quite a lot of you. Okay. Um, Let me ask you, who's been here before? At least once before. Well, I've got to say that I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to meet you guys because I've heard lots of good things about you. Uh, A few years ago, my older brother, his name's Luke, uh, was speaking here. And uh, a good friend of mine, Jeremy, has spoken here a couple of times. <laughs> I, I'm never going to tell him that that got an applause. That would just, his ego would just boom. Um, so I was talking to Jeremy this morning, and um, he was telling me all about you guys, and he said, you guys are amazing, you're great. So I'm really looking forward to spending this uh, time in these sessions with you and doing a bit of talking. Now, you might be wondering, especially if it's your first time here, What's this about? We were having a good time, and now a dude's going to get up and talk. Um, well, we're going to talk about some interesting stuff. At least I hope it's interesting. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Easter and what Easter's about. What, what do you most, or what do we most associate with Easter? What's the symbol? Think simple. I heard chocolate. Chocolate what? Eggs. Eggs, right? The thing we most associate, and I'm going to ask if we can put up the presentation up on the screen. It'll just be a black screen at the moment. Um, but the thing that we most associate with Easter, I think most of us right off the bat, is uh, we think about eggs. Is anyone here a fan of eggs? I'm not talking about chocolate eggs, but just real eggs. Does anyone not like eggs? Who doesn't like eggs? I'm going to include myself in that. I don't like eggs at all. But I found some eggs that I think are quite cool, and I think you might agree with me. Do you want to see that again? Because the sound was down, right? That almost makes me want to eat real eggs instead of the chocolate, but I think I'll just stick with the chocolate eggs for now. So we're going to be talking about Easter. That's probably about it for eggs. We're going to be talking about Easter and going a little bit deeper than just Easter eggs. And um, so I'm going to do a bit of communicating. I'm going to be a bit, doing a bit of talking in the mornings and nights during this time. And uh, my real goal is that I'm a little more communicative and a little more clear than this kid. Can we keep that up, by the way? Have you ever had a dream that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything? Right. Right? Did you ever have that happen? I know I have, for sure. Did you want to see that one again? Yeah, I, I just want you to know, I didn't edit that. That looks like I've, I edited it. I haven't, okay? I don't have that kind of skill. Let me go back and see if we can play that again. Have you ever had a dream that, that you, um, you had, you, 
you you could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You've had that. I know. I know you've had that. So we're gonna be we're gonna be talking. We're gonna do a bit of communicating. And if I can be a little clearer than that kid, then I'll feel like I kind of hit my target. So we're going to be talking about Easter, but we're going to be a bit more specific. Can anyone tell me what's the theme of this Easter camp? I want, I want, I'm going to ask somebody. Wait, shh, 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 shh. In the blue shirt over here, you? New life. We are going to be talking about new life because that's kind of what the egg symbolizes. Does anyone know what the official theme of Easter camp is? The student with the red hat just right here. One in a million. One in a million. We're going to be talking about one in a million. Now, million is a big number, and everyone knows that it's a big number, but I wager that most of us don't really comprehend how big that number is. So there's an artist in the States. His name is Chris Jordan, and he does, has a series of photos. They're a bit photoshopped, but they're photos that depict really big numbers so that we can kind of help help us visualize what a big number looks like. So let me show you a picture here. This picture here, I don't know if any of you remember the old days with the old analog TVs when you pulled out the aerial. It looked like that, right? But let me tell you, that's not just like static from an old TV. That's a whole lot of shipping containers, 38,000 shipping containers. I've just zoomed in there. That's what 38,000 shipping containers looks like. Can anyone tell me, anyone who knows a bit about math, is 38,000 near a million? No, no. So we're going to have to kick it up a notch. So, got another picture here. This is 60,000 plastic bags. That's the number of plastic bags used in America every five seconds. Again, just kind of looks like snowy, static. But zoom in, plastic bags. Zoom out, 60,000. That's what 60,000 plastic bags looks like. But 60,000 isn't anywhere near a million. So let me show you 320,000 light bulbs. And then if you zoom in, you look at that and you think, no, those are just like little white dots. But you zoom right in, and they're made up of all these light bulbs. And that's 320,000 light bulbs. That's what that looks like. 320,000 is still nowhere near a million. So do you want to see a picture of a million? A million things? Okay. Okay. This is a million plastic cups. The kind that are served on uh, airplanes, you know those tiny little ones that you can't, you've got nothing in them except ice. Uh, well, that's the number that are used on US flights every five hours. Now you're looking at that and going, that, those aren't cups, buddy, those are pipes or something. But let me show you what I mean. You zoom in and see how the cups have been stacked. And then you zoom out and that's, that's what a million of those plastic cups would look like. Point is, a million is a really big number, so when we say, because what we really wanted to say to you this camp is that each of you are one in a million. And when we say that, we're saying, you're like one out of all this massive number. You're like one. That means that you're unique. The word we often use is unique. It means that there's no one else like you. Can someone tell me, uh, what's a part of your body that most people have that's absolutely unique to you, that no one's got one exactly the same. Yes. 
It's, it's on your thumb? Yeah, you got it. Fingerprint. But did you know that your, your fingerprint is not the only thing that's unique to you? Your tongue print as well. Did you know you, had, you didn't even know you had a tongue print? But you do, and it's unique to you. But you know what? I don't think we really care. Because the question of am I unique is not really the question that we care about. I mean, it's cool, and it matters, and the answer is yes, absolutely, you are unique. But the question we really, really want to know is am I valuable? Am I valuable? And when we say you're one in a million, what we're saying is not just that you're unique, although you are, but we're also saying that you're incredibly valuable. And that's another meaning of saying one in a million. You're incredibly valuable. Because a lot of us, we want to know, am I valuable? We want to know, do I matter? I'm glad to hear someone thinks so. But you know, I reckon, even though we hardly ever ask this question out loud, in fact, we hardly even think it consciously, I actually think this question is what we're asking all the time. It's like almost every single thing we do and every interaction we have with people, underneath it all, we're asking ourselves and we're asking other people, do I matter? We want to know that we matter, that we're significant, but a lot of us just feel like, we're not. I don't matter. I'm not valuable. And maybe you've come at this Easter camp, and even if you put on like kind of a happy face, you might feel deep down that you don't matter. So I'm going to tell you a story. Now, this story might be familiar to some of you. It'll be new to others. And it's not my story. It's written by a guy called Max Licato. And it is a kid's story. It's probably aimed at kids even younger than you, because I know you guys are kind of heading into, you know, adolescence and even into young adulthood eventually. And so you're not far away. But you know what I find as an adult that sometimes kids' stories still really grab me. I've got a kid, and he just started watching, like, Pixar movies, and they can make a grown man cry, you know? <laughs> Pixar movies, kids' movies, they're great. And this is a good little kid's story because it speaks to us not only when we're little kids at primary school, but it speaks through to us right through our whole lives because it's something that uh, we deal with on a daily basis. So I'm going to tell you this story, and it's got pictures. Yay! Okay. Hands up if you've heard this story before. Our oh, choice. Okay, heads down. Okay. Okay, so this is a story about a whole lot of wooden people. And these wooden people are called Wemmicks. And uh, they live in a village, and they're, they're made by a woodcarver. His name's Eli, and Eli has a workshop in the corner of the village. And he makes these Wemmicks, he crafts them by hand lovingly and then sends them off on their way. And every single Wemmick he makes different. He makes them unique, a bit like what we're talking about with us. Every single Wemmick is different. And the Wemmicks go about their daily life. They do the kinds of things we do. They go to school, they go to work, they hang out at home, they do their homework. Maybe they even go to Easter camp or something like that. But as they go about those things, something kind of interesting is happening. You see, if you look at a Wemmick, and you can see it in the picture there, you'll see that they're covered in stickers. Some of them are gold stars. Some of them are these like grayish dots. Because Wemmicks, they always walk around with two boxes, and one box is a whole lot of gold star stickers. And in the other box is a whole lot of gray dot stickers. And Wemmicks, they go around and they stick these stickers 
on other Wemmicks. Now, if they like a Wemmick, if they like how this Wemmick um, is really good at sports or uh, is really good at music, is in a band, or maybe they think this Wemmick is particularly cool, has cool clothes, or is really pretty, or really cute, or really intelligent, then they put a star on that Wemmick as a way of saying, I like you because you are, you know, fill in the blank. But there's also a flip side to that. You see, Wemmicks, they also have these, these dot stickers. And if they don't like something about you, then they put a, a dot on you. And so maybe a particular Wemmick is not particularly good looking. Maybe a funny looking Wemmick and they get a grey dot. Or maybe a Wemmick is uh, not particularly good at sports and so they get a grey dot too. Maybe they're a bit, bit silly. Sometimes maybe they say the wrong thing and it always just comes out wrong. Or maybe uh, they don't have a lot of money. Maybe their clothes are a bit shabby. Or maybe somehow they always just seem to kind of make a fool of themselves or they're a bit of a loner or any of those kind of things then Wemex will give them these, these dot stickers. And some Wemex end up with a lot of stars, because everyone likes them. But a lot of Wemex end up with a lot of dots. And one of these Wemex was this guy. Yeah, it's a little bit sad. It's a little bit sad. Now his name is Punchinello. And Punchinello had a lot of dots, a lot of stickers, because he wasn't very good looking. And he wasn't good at sports. And he tried to be, you know, in with the cool kids, but he always ended up saying silly things. He was never very funny, never very bright, didn't have a lot of friends. And so people were just always putting dots on him. And anytime someone saw him coming along, Punchinello, they would say, loser, waste of space. Look at you. You deserve all those dots. You're good for nothing. And he'd heard this his whole life, Punchinello, and so he started to believe it. He started to believe, yeah, I do, I do. I, I, be- I be- uh, deserve these dots. I, I'm no good at anything, and I am basically just a waste of space. And so he lived a very sad and lonely life. And then one day, Punchinello met somebody. Her name was Lucia, and she was a little bit different. She didn't have any stickers. And Punchinello went up and said, hey, hey uh, did you know you don't have any stickers? And she's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, well, that's, is that a problem for you? No. And so he goes, oh, that's quite cool. I've never seen another Wemmick who doesn't have any stickers on them. I think that's pretty cool. So he reaches into his box of stars because he thinks this is pretty cool, and he goes to stick the star on Lucia. And guess what? The star just kind of popped right off. It didn't stick. And he said, oh, must be something wrong with the star. And so he grabs another gold star and sticks it on, and it pops off and doesn't stick. And he says, it's weird. You know, these, these stickers, there's nothing wrong with them. And she says, no, there's nothing wrong with your stickers. It's just that no stickers stick to me. And some people like you think that's cool, and so they come and give me a gold star sticker, and it just pops right off. But some people don't like it. They think it's silly. And so they come and give me a dot sticker. And that just pops right off too. No stickers seem to stick. And Punchinello, he'd never seen that. And so he scratched his head and said, well, why? And she said, well, it's all got to do with this guy, Eli, the woodcarver. I go see him every day, and he tells me what, what I'm worth. And, you know, the stickers, they just don't stick. 
you should go see Eli sometime. You know him, right? And he says, no. And he's like, he's the woodcarver that made us all. He's got a workshop in the corner of the village. Just go see him sometime. I promise you it'll be good. And then she skips off and he says, but will Eli even want to see me? But she didn't hear that. So Punchinello was, went home wondering if this guy Eli would be worth seeing, whether Eli would even want to see him. And he thought about it that night. And he thought about his whole life and how he had always been given these dots, never given a star. And then he looked out his window of his bedroom and he saw the Wemmicks doing their thing on the street and handing out stars and dots and he thought, I don't think that's right. It's not fair that some Wemmicks or all Wemmicks will decide the value of another Wemmick by giving them a star or a dot. And so he decided to go and see Eli, the woodcarver. And he went into his woodshop for the first time and everything was huge. The bench was huge, the door was huge, the tools were huge, and Eli was massive. And so he thought, I don't belong here, I gotta get out of here. And so he starts running for the door, and as he gets to the door, he hears, Punchinello! And he stops, and he turns around, and Eli's looking at him, and he says, y y you know my name? And Eli says, of course I do, I made you and I'm so glad you're here. Come on, and he picks him up and he puts him on the workbench next to him and they start to chat. Pajanello says, Eli, I came because I met Lucia and she told me to come see you. And Eli said, yeah, I know. We were talking, she told me that you might come by. And I'm really glad you did. And he said, well, the interesting thing with her is she doesn't have any stickers. And Eli said, yeah, that's because she doesn't let them stick. And Pachinella said, she doesn't let them stick. What do you mean? And Eli said, well, the thing with the stickers is that they only stick if you let them. And they only stick if you care what other Wemmicks think. See, Lucia, she doesn't care what other Wemmicks think. All she cares about is what I think. And I think she's pretty great. So, the stickers don't stick. Punchinello, I've noticed you're covered in a lot of dots. You've got a lot of those stickers, and Pacinello said, I know, Eli, I'm so sorry. My whole life, I've just tried to do everything right. I've tried to be a good person. I've tried to be cool. I've tried to say the right things, act the right way, look the part, and I just never got it right. I'm just a big screw-up, and that's why I'm covered in these dots. And Eli said, I don't care. I don't care what other Wemmicks think about you. I don't care about their stickers, and you shouldn't care about them either. Pacinello, all you should care about is what I think about you. And Pacinello scratched his chin and said, well, Eli, what do you think about me? And Eli said, I think you're special. I think you're great. I think you're valuable. I think you matter. I think you're one in a million. And Punchinello thought that was pretty good news, but at the same time, he was confused. He said, but I'm covered from head to toe in these dot stickers. Why do you think I'm valuable? And Eli said to Punchinello, because you are mine. And Punchinello let that sink in a little bit. And Eli said to him, Punchinello, I want you to do something for me. What I want you to do is come back to my workshop each day 
and we'll talk just like this. And I'll remind you not to worry about what the Wemex think, to worry about what I think and remind you what I think, which is that you're one in a million because you're mine. And Punchinello said, yeah, I think I'd like that. So with a bit of help from Eli, he hopped down and headed for the door, planning to come back the next day to talk with Eli. And as he got to the door, Eli called out and said, hey, Punchinello, just remember, you are mine. And Punchinello thought about it and he thought, yeah, I think he means it. And you know what happened? One of the dots just went pop and fell to the ground. Now, we all come from different backgrounds, different circumstances, and you're here at Easter camp for a good time and I'm sure you're going to have it. But underneath all that, you might be aware that people your whole life have been communicating something to you, whether you're valuable or not, and saying you're valuable if you can do this, or if you're good at that, or if you look this way. And maybe some of you are here and you feel like you've got a lot of those gold stars that people approve of you, that you're popular and all those kinds of things. But I bet that there's a lot of us here who feel like we're, we've got a lot of those dot stickers, a lot of things that people don't like about us or that we don't like about ourselves. And maybe you're a bit like Punchinello in that you think, man, deep down, underneath it all, from head to toe, I'm covered in these dot stickers. And I want to encourage you that just like in the story of Eli and Punchinello, it doesn't matter what the Wemmicks think. I want to say, you and I, we need to learn not to worry too much about what other people think and instead worry about what God thinks of us. You see, for God, God looks at you and says, you are mine. And you, I don't know what you think about God. Maybe you, you know a lot about God, maybe you don't, maybe you have a lot of questions, or maybe you're not sure what you believe. But what I believe about God comes from this book, often referred to as the Bible. It's an ancient book about God. And there's a lot of good stuff here, and I just want to pick one line out of this book to show you. It's, it goes like this. It says in the book of Acts, for those of you who care about these sorts of things, that's where you'd find it in the Bible. It says, God is not far from any one of us. Now, we don't see God on a daily basis, but God is not far from any one of us. You might not know God is there. You might not believe in God even. But God is not far from any one of us, and God is not very far from you at all. God is closer than you might think. And so in these sessions over the weekend, what I want us to think about, and hopefully for us to, to realize, is that God is not far from any one of us, including you. And because God is not far from any one of us, it's almost as if God is able to say stuff to us. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about literally hearing something, like an audible voice. It's almost like God, when he speaks to us, is usually, I think, deeper than that. It's like in the core of our being. It's like something we sense. And my hope is that over this weekend, you sense that God is saying something to you, that you sense God saying to you that you aren't mine. And you might not like how you look, Maybe you feel like you're too short or you're too tall or too skinny or too fat or you don't like your face or your nose or whatever. 
But God says, see you, you are mine. And maybe you always try to fit in with people, but you always end up blurting out the wrong thing, or you tell a joke and it falls flat, and you find yourself being left alone or excluded from stuff, or you come to a camp like this and you find it hard to make friends. But God wants to say to you, you are mine. Maybe you have been told that you're no good at much, that you're at school and, and all the tests and everything that other kids seem to pass just fine. You always struggle and you feel like you're falling behind. And teachers are always telling you, if you don't pass these tests, you're going to amount to nothing in life. God says, you are mine. And maybe you feel like your whole life you've been neglected. Maybe the people that should have looked after you right from a very young age didn't do a very good job. And maybe you feel like even then you were given these dots that you never really belong that no one really loves you or cares about you, and God tells you, you are mine. And my hope for this weekend is that you're able to hear that, God telling you, you are mine. I'm looking forward to it, guys, so I'll see you tomorrow morning.